Well, good morning, and peace be with you. I'm going to do a brief announcement before the announcements, um, but I wanted to make a couple of statements of things that came on to my heart uh, this week, and a couple of phrases that I heard. Um, one was, um, that, well, they're both about Jesus. This phrase was, he was without sin, we know that, but he was not without suffering. And that will tie in today's, into today's sermon. Also, he ate. Jesus ate with sinners, yet he did not sin. And another part of today we're going to talk about uh, defending our faith and not watering down uh, the message of Christ and him crucified. And we spoke about that yesterday in our men's group, about 20 minutes longer than I think everybody wanted to hear, but your pastor is one that doesn't uh, speak uh, in short terms. But anyway, um, listen for it in the sermon today. And uh, I did a little bit of uh, researching on, somebody came up to me and, and, and presented me with uh, that the King James Version, maybe you've heard that, is, um, was written so that it would allow the king to do all kinds of sinful things, and therefore it is not accurate. And that is a, that's one of the common things that people that don't know much about Scripture will throw out there, amongst other things. And so we were talking about how do you address something like that. I think the best way is peacefully um, and say, really, what part of the King James Version is in error? What parts were left out? Because I'd like to know what that is. Maybe you can tell me, and then I, we can research it. That is a disarming way. Your pastor doesn't always have that grace. And I pray to God, please give me grace to not say what I'm really thinking and act the way I really want to. That's why I have this, and it was given to me, and I'm grateful that somebody stitched this, uh, I have two of them, you've seen them, but on here, and you've heard me tell you about this before, but this is made for me. It says, Lord, put your arm around my shoulders and your hand across my mouth. So without further ado, would you do the uh, honors for it, Susan? Thank you. Good morning. Nice to see you all. Um, I just uh, have a few announcements. I, I'm not going to read everything. You guys can read them yourselves. Um, I do want to iterate that the, our mission this month is for the Chosen People's Ministry. We've supported them in the past and will continue to support them. They bring the, the good news to um, Jewish people around the world. So, um, Sit and Be Fit continues. We are having our VBS. We had our first VBS uh, um, session on Tuesday, this past Tuesday. It was a lot of fun. We had lunch. We had crafts. We did some singing. Uh, we, had a oh, we had a little Bible study, too. Oh, I forgot about that part. <laughs> um, uh, the thing about uh, VBS is that, if you remember, um, there's almost always some kind of a food drive or some kind of an extra drive um, involved, and that is to help us understand that we're part of a larger community. 
So uh, this time we are doing a food drive and we're going to be helping um, Grace fill uh, grocery bags that they give out every week to needy families. So they're looking for non-perishable food and kid-friendly food. Things like peanut butter and jelly, um, cereal but not, not family size, they take up too much room. Um, canned meats like tuna, chicken, spam, pasta and sauce, soups, uh, but not cream of mushroom. I guess kids don't really like cream of mushroom soup. Um, you know, anything else that um, can be stored, can be stored and then passed out and don't, doesn't need refrigeration, okay? Um, so that would be very helpful. And if you don't want to bring in food, if you would like to participate and don't want to bring in food, uh, you can make a financial donation. And starting next week, I'll have a jar um, out on, in the Narthex labeled food driving. You just drop your donation into that, okay? Uh, the men's Bible study continues on Saturdays. I know they have a great time because every once in a while I'm in here and I, they're, they're having a wonderful time in there. So, um, We always need worship assistance. This church is um, really operates on, on, um, with a very small staff with Pastor and Ashley. And, and then, so we really need volunteers. And so if you can find it in your heart to um, look, at the, look at the bulletin, see what's, uh, what help is needed, and you think you can help out in any way, uh, contact Ashley. And as always, we're so grateful to have Nick here. He's wonderful. And his uh, music is wonderful for us too. Um, a reminder that Peggy Jones's uh, memorial service will be held on Friday, July 21 at 11 o'clock. And um, happy anniversary to the Amundsens and to the Bushes. Um, they both have significant days. Um, and I think, I think that is it. Okay, thank you so much.
Please stand if you're able. We come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as you're called an ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. 
save, comfort and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. pray. O oh God, because your abiding presence always goes with us, keep us aware of your daily mercies that we may live secure and content in your eternal love. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading this morning is taken from the book of the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 20, verses 7 through 13, and this can be found in your Pew Bible on page 1206. Now, what's going on here is Jeremiah is complaining about the job God has given him to do. And it's, it's like the old saying, don't shoot the messenger if you don't like the message. And Jeremiah has been giving God's message for quite some time, and the people are not really happy about hearing it. So Jeremiah speaks to the Lord. Jeremiah 20, beginning with the seventh verse. You deceived me, Lord, and I was deceived. You overpowered me and prevailed. I am ridiculed all day long. Everyone mocks me. Whenever I speak, I cry out proclaiming violence and destruction. So the word of the Lord has brought me insult and reproach all day long. But if I say, I will not mention his word or speak any more in his name, his word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. I hear many whispering, terror on every side. Denounce him, 
Let's denounce him. All my friends are waiting for me to slip, saying, Perhaps he will be deceived. Then we will prevail over him and take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me like a mighty warrior, so my persecutors will stumble and not prevail. They will fail and be thoroughly disgraced. Their dishonor will never be forgotten. Lord Almighty, you who examine the righteous and probe the heart and mind, let me see your vengeance on them, for to you I have committed my cause. Sing to the Lord, give praise to the Lord. He rescues the life of the needy from the hands of the wicked. Next, we will read Psalm 91, verses 1 through 16, responsively. And it is printed in your bulletin on page 6. Author is unknown. Psalm 91, beginning with the first verse. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near to your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. The epistle this morning is taken from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 6, verses 12 through 23. And this can be found on page 1754 in the Pew Bible. Paul writes, Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, 
whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. I am using an example from everyday life because of your human limitations. Just as you used to offer yourselves as slaves to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness leading to holiness. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. of eternal life. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel this morning is from St. Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 and verses 21 through 33. It can be found starting on page 1510 of your pew Bible. Matthew records, These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Brother will betray brother to death and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me. But the one who, find, who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. Truly I tell you, you will not finish going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. The student is not above the teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebul, how much more the members of his household? So do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, 
speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In the name of Jesus, amen. From time to time, I have heard preaching of what many have called prosperity theology, and usually it's on the TV. You are probably familiar with this theology as well. You've heard me derogatorily call it the name it and claim it or the blab it and grab it theology. And it is a theology that basically tells you this, that God wants his people to do well in this life. And it goes further and says, if you follow God's plan, you will be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Your relationship with your spouse will improve. And your children will rise up and call you blessed. And as we watch these preachers on our television screens, it seems as though there are thousands of people in the stadiums that are hanging on every word. Well, people like it when you tell them that God wants them to be rich. Jesus had a very different message for the faithful in today's gospel. He said, brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father, his child, and the children will rise against parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. And those preachers who preach prosperity theology seem to open the Bible a whole lot. But they never seem to get to those sections of the Bible like what is in today's gospel. They never get around to discussing the world's resistance to the main message of the Bible. That is to say, who Jesus is 
and what he did to save us from our sins. The fact of the matter is that the gospel of Jesus Christ offends the world. There are many places in this world today where sharing the good news of Jesus Christ can lead to death. Many of you have heard the stories of the faithful and their families being murdered because they converted from Islam to Christianity. Now, the voice of the martyrs reports regularly on Christian persecution around the world. We have heard news, even recently, of the Ukrainian forces arresting priests and worshipers in the Russian Orthodox Church. We've heard of Christians being murdered in caliphate regimes in the Middle East and in underground churches in China. And we thank God. We thank God that at least here in the United States, we don't have to worry about the police or the National Guard breaking in on our service this morning and carrying us off to prison. And even so, there is a form of persecution even here in the United States. This country with its freedom of religion, there is still persecution and it's growing. The public media often portrays Christians as ignorant and bigoted, narrow-minded, and self-righteous fools. School children have been disciplined for distributing Christmas cards. Students have received failing grades for submitting artwork or essays or, or expressing their opinions that included Christian themes. I sometimes wonder if, if I will spend time in jail in the United States because I am a pastor of a Christian congregation. Today's gospel is a great comfort for the persecuted Christians around the world. It tells us that the opposition of the world is absolutely of no surprise to God. God is not up in heaven saying, oh my, or clutching his pearls. He's not worrying that his people are being persecuted. He's not saying, whatever shall I do? No. God knows all about our situation, and he understands that the world makes it hard to be a Christian. He understands that his faithful confessors will undergo hard times. As Paul wrote to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23, he said, We preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and folly to the Gentiles. Today's gospel is one of the many places that tells us to expect opposition 
from the world. Today's gospel tells us that we are not doing something wrong when the world hates us for making a faithful confession of Jesus Christ. And even with the knowledge that God understands, though, it is still hard to stand firm in the face of criticism. The temptation is always there for us to compromise God's teachings in order to get along with the world. If the world gets offended because the Bible says that all are sinners, we might be tempted to water down the message of sin, perhaps even skip it altogether. And if the world is offended by the gruesome nature of the cross, well, we may want to push the cruel torture and the pain of the cross, push it into the background. It is easy to talk about God's love and forget all about his justice. It is easy to talk about Jesus as our buddy and forget about the day when he will come back as a judge. We often want to water down the message of God's word just a little bit so that the world around us would not give us such a hard time. And Jesus warns that this attitude is very dangerous. He said, do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And the worst thing that this world can do to us is end our physical life. But this world is not all that there is. There is a judge who has the authority and power to send both soul and body to eternal punishment of hell. It is his teachings that we are watering down when we compromise our confession in order to fare better in this world. It is his name that we are blaspheming when we give away, even just a little bit, to the doctrines of this world. So, have you stood firm in faith, even in the face of this world's persecution? Have you? Well, neither have I. I must confess that in spite of my desire to remain faithful to the teaching of God's Word, I compromise more often than I would admit, like to admit anyways. I compromise my profession of faith. And once again, as soon as it happens, the law convicts with a standard of perfection that is so high that no mere human could ever keep it. And once again, the law shows our sin to us and shows us our need for a Savior. And that Savior, of course, is Jesus Christ himself. He is the only one who never compromised God's word. He is the only one who remained faithful 
to his calling. He remained faithful to his calling even when his calling led him to the cross. He is the one who paid for our sins, even our sins of watered-down doctrine. And he paid it with his death on the cross. And he faced not only the persecution of this world, but he also faced the combined guilt of all the sin of this world. He then, even then, remained faithful. And with the victory that he won with his death on the cross, well, he, he purchased the forgiveness of sins for all people. Christ's resurrection from the dead and his ascension into heaven proclaim his faithfulness and it proclaims his victory. They assure us that our debt is paid in full. They assure us that Jesus is preparing a place in heaven for us. And they also assure us that Jesus is with us during every moment of this life. Jesus' ascension assures us that he is with us even when we cannot see him. And just as Jesus promised us that he would always be with us, he also promised that the Father would be with us. He said, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your Father. And even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Jesus' words do not mean that evil will never befall us. Instead, it means that when difficulties or persecution or even martyrdom comes, we are still under the Father's care. It means that he is with us even through death. The Father will never overlook or abandon us. For Jesus' sake, by the Holy Spirit's gift of faith, he will one day remove us from this world of persecution and take us to the eternal blessings of eternity with him in heaven. Jesus, he warned, as you know, the disciples to remain faithful. And even so, the disciples all abandoned him. At one point, Peter even denied that he even knew Jesus. And in spite of their weak confession, Jesus took them all back. He even appointed them to lead the church. In spite of their failures, Jesus blessed their ministry and the word of God spread out all over the world. The history of the early church tells us of the faithful apostles. Of the 11 apostles who remained to, to remain faithful to Jesus, only John, the evangelist, died of natural causes. The other 10 apostles, well, they died as martyrs to their faith in Jesus Christ. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, 
they persevered all the way to the end. In spite of our many shortcomings, in spite of our fear, in spite of our desire to get along with the world at the expense of Christ's teachings, the Holy Spirit will continue to keep us in faith. And just as the apostles endured to the end, the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will one day bring us to the blessed end here on earth, only to take us to blessed eternity in heaven. In the name of Jesus, amen. Will you please stand if you're able?
Let us now confess our faith together to the words of the Apostles' Creed, found on page 3 in your insert. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for all of God's people in accordance to their needs. God of all strength, you have brought us from death to life. Do not let sin reign in our mortal bodies and make us obey its passions. Turn our hearts continually to Christ, that we would present our bodies as instruments of righteousness. Lord, in your mercy, God of our salvation, your Son warned that your people would face opposition from the world. Give courage and fortitude to your pastors and people, that they would boldly sing your praises, gladly endure suffering for the name of Jesus, and continue by your grace to the end. Lord, in your mercy. Father in heaven, the curse of sin brings division within families. Grant unity of faith within the households of this congregation. Give wisdom and peace where there is anger and strife. Bless parents with faithfulness to teach their children your ways. Lord, in your mercy. God of all creation, you appoint authorities to keep order for the good of your people. Bless the authorities in our land with wisdom to seek the common good. Deliver them from temptations to promote evil and oppose your will. Give them penitent hearts that they might be confident of your grace for them. Lord, in your mercy. Father in heaven, you bestow life and salvation by your holy word. Though the world treats it with derision, strengthen us to hold fast to your word and declare your praises. Lord, in your mercy. <coughs> holy God, look with favor upon those who are persecuted for the name of Jesus. Be their dread warrior Excuse me. Strengthen them to endure and make no oh. <coughs> forgive me. <coughs> be, be merciful to us, O oh Lord, and hear our prayers 
Grant us the grace of your Holy Spirit that we may be led into all truth and be steadfast in the confession of Christ through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now may the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Will you pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made for the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn, In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus, he took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the perfect prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. 
You may be seated. Christ's perfect work on the cross enables us to be called children of the living God. And this sacrament of bread and of wine, the true body and the true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, is a means of grace that covers us in Christ. Therefore, there is no condemnation. He rescues us from sin, death, and the devil by his perfect sacrifice on the cross. If this is your confession, then come. The table is prepared. The ushers will bring you forward.
And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh.